Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. Our weekly podcast focuses on current topics and events that are influencing and shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. I'm your host, Scott Spees, Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we hope you and your family are doing well and enjoying a summer that looks very different from this time last year, something that we are all grateful for, that's for sure. Joining me is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley, Vice President of Institutional Advancement for the college. How are you today, Mark? Doing well. Good. It's good to have you. Glad we're back together. If you've been a regular listener, you know that the mission statement for Dallas Christian College says that we educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. And a crucial component in the fulfillment of that mission is our faculty and staff, our resident directors, and our athletic coaches. And today we are privileged to have as our special guest someone who fills all of those roles that I just mentioned, Thais Little. Hello, Thais. Hello. It's good to have you today. Thank you for having me. As a bit of background, Thais graduated from DCC in 2010 with a degree in secondary education. She is currently the head volleyball coach for our women's team, the senior admissions counselor, and she is the resident director for our women's dorm, where she and her husband, DCC alum John Little, live with their three kids, ages nine, eight, and six. And if that wasn't enough, Thais just finished her master's degree in organizational leadership from Lincoln Christian University. So Thais, I'm already worn out just thinking about all the things you do as a mom, a wife, a coach, a resident director, and an employee here at DCC. So thank you for taking the time to meet with us. And I think our listeners have already picked up on what I told you a few days ago. You certainly have a lot of life wisdom to share, especially when you look at the various roles you fill here on campus and the way you interact with our student athletes, especially. And I know that's going to be something that Mark is going to want to talk with you about. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mark, and let you facilitate this episode of our podcast with Coach Thais. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Yeah, You know, not only in all of that, but uh, her volleyball team, uh, went to the national championship and and uh, played for the national championship and won the regional championship so we've got the banner in the gym that's pretty awesome so i i'm telling you all those different roles uh can make you schizophrenic i think <laughs> at, at times you know it's like okay who am i now but i i'd like to start maybe at the beginning mm-hmm. okay as a student at dcc um tell a little bit about that i mean how, how did you wind up at dcc and what impact did the, did the leaders at DCC have on you? Um, well, I never heard about DCC before, um, but I knew I wanted to play volleyball somewhere. So I went to a volleyball shootout, and I got picked up by a coach um, at a university in West Texas and then the volleyball coach here. And at that time, my priority was to play volleyball, be as close to my boyfriend as possible, who was in Waco, and to get as far away from my mom as possible. <laughs> wow, okay. okay. Yes, uh, so DCC fit <laughs> those three uh, things. But um, So that's why I came here, and I, I stayed here because, primarily because of the leaders, because of my peers, um, because of the coach. Uh, I did have a serious experience with the Lord um, about my sophomore, junior year here, and he asked me, he put me in a kind of rock-bottom moment and asked me am I done taking things for granted am I done taking for granted where he's placed me and things like that and I was like okay I'm done and then ever since that moment uh he's kind of just 
overtaken me and provided opportunities that I could not have done, provided myself. So, um, and that has to do a lot with people kind of starting to believe in me. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and it's fun. It's been fun to watch your odyssey for sure. (laughs) But, uh, was there, was there a particular mentor or leader that, uh, had, had an impact on you and why? Man, um, I would say there, and there were a few, uh, the first person that comes to my mind that gave me a chance was Allison Hardy, who was the resident director, yeah. Archie at that time, but um, was, was the resident director of the dorm then. I applied to be the RA and, or, and RA, and everybody kind of knew how I was as a, soft, a freshman and sophomore, so um, I didn't expect to get it, um, but she gave me a chance, and I think that was the opportunity uh, that I needed um, to kind of put me in front and so, stretch So me. profound... Uh learning experiences Mm -hmm. uh, I mean that would be one that Mm -hmm. give as a leader give somebody a chance absolutely Uh, were there other significant things that you learned as a student about leadership Uh, I mean hey give me a chance kind Mm -hmm. of thing Uh, uh, obviously you've grown so much Mm-hmm. In, in your junior and senior year as mm-hmm. becoming a, a leader on campus. Mm-hmm. What did that look like for you? Um, a lot of saying yeses uh, to opportunities. Um, I remember going on the mission trip with Eric Hinton to the Philippines, and he was just really good at driving us to, to be servants. Um, and then obviously through my other roles on campus, being a leader at that time, um, that kind of helped me understand more what a servant leader looked like um, because that's not leader wasn't what I a servant leader is not was not what I thought it was um, before coming to DCC you know leaders were kind of like the harsh like command and control you do this you don't ask questions things like that and then uh, coming here in DCC with the leadership that was in place uh, we learned to serve first through Christ's example. So. You've been, you know, one of the things Scott didn't mention in all your busy schedule, you've been to, uh, we talked about this earlier, you've been to a lot of mission mm-hmm. trips and a lot of mission experiences, and you really love that. Why mm-hmm. is that? What does yeah. that teach you about leadership? Um, it teaches me to to try to understand other people's perspectives before kind of putting your own you know, perspective on others or expectations on others, uh, seeing the, the different cultures, uh, just how people think differently, um, things like that. I think that's really helped shape my, I guess, mindset as a leader to meet people where they're at. Um, but yeah. So in coaching, you've, you've coached primarily, uh, women. Mm -hmm. And so, um, do you, how do you see that as different, uh, or is it different than, than leading guys? To an extent, it's different because girls tend to be more emotional. They tend to, to, I mean, they handle girls, well, guys and, handle and their and emotions differently. It's a different kind of emotion. Guys yes. show emotion, yes. but it's predominantly anger. You know, and a lot yes. of people say guys aren't emotional at all. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. But uh, the problem is anger. Yes. But, uh, women might be different. Women are different, and you have to approach those two, their emotions differently. But in, with the students that I've engaged with here, all of them want to have a relationship with someone. So 
um, whether it's the girls or the guys that have come to my office or things like that, they, they just want to have someone they could go to to talk to about things that will listen to them, that's kind of just there to help build that relationship, that trust, I guess, there. Yeah. So I would say that was... Okay, so as a as a resident director of mm-hmm. in a women's residence hall, mm-hmm. okay, so uh, how have you grown in your leadership as a result of that? You've been you've been in the in uh, Winslow Hall for mm-hmm. I think it's coming up six years. Six years, mm-hmm. wow. Okay, yeah. so uh, you know what are some things that you've learned in leadership like that? Um, in my leadership role as RD. Um, how have you grown? Oh, as how a how have I grown? I I, don't, I have learned to develop my strengths more, um, which I think is listening and um, engaging with people, just interacting with them. Um, and then I'm very aware of my weaknesses, and so I can I, I'm aware of those things. So I try to. I don't know, develop in those things, not develop in my weakness, but strengthen my weaknesses, things like that as a leader. I would think, I would think that being in a a dorm full of women, Mm -hmm. uh, they would be quick to point out your weaknesses, right? And they are. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing, like, I'm, I try to be transparent with them. So if I make a mistake or, you know, I didn't communicate as quickly as I should have in the moment, I'll own it. I'll confess up to it. And and they appreciate that too. So, yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, uh, we've talked a, a little bit about the, uh, the the student side. How how is it working with other leaders here? I mean, there's a lot of leaders here on this campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and being a leader, what kind of frustrates you? You know, as far as uh, observing leadership, and what do you learn from that? Mm-hmm. Um, so during my time here, I think it's been overall, it's been like nine, maybe 10 years here as an employee. I've had a variety of, of leaders in sure. athletics, admissions, sure, even housing. Um, I mean, I've, I've, my, I've learned what to do, what works and what does not work. Um, and a lot of, it was great going through my master's program in leadership during the time it was because yeah, there was a lot of transitions. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so there were things that I could see that I was learning that leaders weren't doing. And it, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like this kind of confirms some things. And, and it's all about changing, being willing to change as leadership, as a leader, because change is inevitable. Um, but then there were some things that leaders were doing well. Like I interviewed you, Mark, um, for my service, my servant leadership class. Um, so those are things I took away from your interview from that class that I definitely apply. Yeah. You, you know, uh, a good leader learns from the good and the bad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of others. I mean, obviously you don't go and say, Hey, thank you for teaching me how not to do <laughs> leadership. You know? So gra- graduate school, how, what changes, how did that help you in leadership? Oh man. Um, I, my, my, um, I guess my intention or my, what I expected going into that program was to like learn how to lead others better. Uh, but so many classes in that program were more about how to develop yourself as a leader first. And then, you know, then you could work on developing others. So, um, yeah, just being in that program has helped me. It's a, 
reassured me on some things I was doing well. It's convicted me on things I haven't been doing well. Um, like what? Give us give us some examples of both of those. Um, things that I'm doing well. I, I think being authentic uh, is a major, is a big thing about leadership is being authentic with others. I, I try to do that well. Sometimes I do that too well and I'm too transparent. Uh, <laughs> um, but the things that I need to work on, um, man, at this at the same time of me trying to be transparent, I know that's also one of my weaknesses. So that's kind of what I'm working on. Um, so I'm trying to, I don't know, open up more um, with others and <clears throat> as I learn to be a leader. So as a coach, you were you were off. Uh, you you didn't coach for a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, you took a year off, Mm -hmm. uh, take care of some things, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how did this, how did your leadership change to the point where you go from, you know, um, uh, struggling coaching years to championship game? Mm -hmm. How, how, in, in your leadership, what do you, did you change anything or was it simply the players that you had, you know, I, I can't hardly believe that. I think there's some leadership things that happened. What what happened? What changed? Um, I I think a major change was even for me. All of our perspectives changed uh, because of COVID, um, and we we started appreciating things more, appreciating people more, appreciating the time we have here at DCC more. Um, I don't know. I think I think it had a lot to do with perspectives changing and and just being more grateful. Uh, for the opportunities, um, you know, as you see either a player walk on the court or come to DCC for the first time, or they walk in the dorm, Mm -hmm. when you look at them, what, you know, looking through the lens of a leader, Mm -hmm. uh, mentoring them or whatever, what are some things that you look at, you know, when you're talking about mentoring or leading, uh, a woman or Mm -hmm. women here? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, because of our environment, you know, I'm looking for uh, fruit um, of the spirit. So um, if I see that they're actively walking in their Christian, you know, life, uh, that's also great. But I know, like I said, people gave me a chance. So uh, if they're open to it or just through the conversations, like just taking the time to get to know them first and rather than looking at them and saying, ah, a leader. Um but yeah, that's that's one of the key things. Um, Why do you think Allison gave you a chance? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. You know. Um, I think I think one of the pivotal moments for me was uh, one of the questions she asked. She she had all the RAs circle up and um, kind of interviewed us all together, and she asked us to pick uh, two other RAs um, that you would have you know join you in housing, and I didn't pick my best friend at that time and I think I think for her that was a moment of like man like she could have chose you know what was comfortable what was her that was her friend sitting right next to her but I chose the other two people that I thought were better fits for the position so I I think that was the turning point able to make the hard choices yeah yeah Uh, I want to want to delve into uh, we don't have a whole lot of time but I want to delve into a couple of other quick things one um as a as a female, mm-hmm. being a leader, mm-hmm. um, what things do you see there? I mean, 
I know that a lot of times there's okay there's male leaders and and female leaders what what do you get frustrated in I mean for real mm-hmm. as a as a a woman mm-hmm. leader mm-hmm. And you are a leader and growing ever more so as a leader uh, what are what are some things do you feel like hey I'm a woman and and I can lead uh, do you feel comfortable in that or do you feel like hey you know there's still uh, issues with uh, me being an equal with a man leader. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get get political or or you know controversial here, but I'm just uh, because you are developing more and more and more as a leader. Mm-hmm. So what do you see in that regard here at DCC or just in general? Just in general. Um, in that regard, as a leader, I already have three things out of my control working against me. Um, the first, I'm black. Um, the half, second, half. I'm, I am half black. You and Obama. Depends yeah. <laughs> on who you ask. To some, I'm black. To some, I'm half. Um, yeah. Your but, father is African-American. Correct. Your mother was Caucasian. Correct. Right. Um, so I got that working against me. Um, and then... How does uh, that work against you? Mm, our culture would hire a white male over a black male. And so I'm a black female, which is my second point. It's, that kind of gives me a disadvantage. So I'm even further down on that list. But yeah. And then I'm young. Won't mention my age, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the younger scale of the employees here. I'll say so, that. So uh, how does that work? Does that make you mad or does that make you just go, okay, I, I need to work harder? Or how, how do you respond to that? Um, it does upset me, especially I don't know. Again, it's it's something that's constantly changing. People are becoming more open to things, um, but it's also a drive for me to to work harder than the people next to me and uh, be the first person to volunteer or be as positive as I can, um, things like that. So I also use it as a drive to to work harder, I guess. Yeah, you know, you you address the second question as as African American or. Mm-hmm half African American. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was going to ask how you, how do you see leadership needing to develop in the African American culture? In the African American yeah, culture? Yeah. I think in either culture, Caucasian and African American, uh, both cultures need to be willing and open up to accept each other's perspectives. Um, I mean, that's a big thing for me is, I mean, I have family on both, you know, ends. So I like on Facebook, I constantly see like the back and forth and no one's, they say they try to understand each other's perspectives, but they're not acting like it or behaving like it. Um, But I definitely think that that is key. We need, we need each other's perspectives. We don't, I don't think like, a white male or white female and y'all don't white males and white females don't think about think like black males and black females so we need those perspectives rather than kind of dividing them so so all of that i mean it's just wow it's just so much mm-hmm. as scott was saying earlier it's so much mm-hmm. how do you develop how do you develop mm-hmm. leadership with all of those different pressures, all of those different things, how does that work with um, you personally? For me personally, uh, I have to meet them where they're at. Um, you know, volleyball team has 
12 to 15 different personalities, different backgrounds, things like that. Um, so I have to meet them where they're at. I also have to encourage others to meet them where they're at to kind of understand each other more because if we're going to be able to be successful, if we're going to be able to work as a team, um, we have to understand each other's we have to understand how each other works, thinks, processes, thinks, handles emotions, handles anger, things like that. We have to be able to understand those things if we're going to be able to be successful and move forward. So uh, for me, that's that's how I work with my volleyball team. We'll spend a lot of the time bonding, not just in the court, uh, on the court practicing, but just really trying to understand each other more. Yeah, so you were talking about that yesterday, you know, bringing mm-hmm. team in and, and working with them to bond together. So as a leader... How do you help them bond together? Um, How are you planning to do it? Okay. Yes. Um, Again, that goes back to the different ways people learn. Um, Some girls, they just want to be active with each other. So we'll do some sort of hands-on project or uh, go on a hike or something like that. And then there's some girls who want to talk about it. So we'll get in a circle in the gym and we'll talk about it. Um, In both those cases, you kind of, you end up seeing like, people's personalities come out um some of those experiences i've had it's it's gotten rough there's been tears i don't do tears well um so you don't but you I don't, don't do tears, tears well uh <laughs> so i mean but th- th- those moments are like i have to take advantage of those moments whether i you know am comfortable with it or not but that's that's those are the moments where we grow you know i'm still i'm still laughing about it. you don't do tears because when we were in amman <laughs> jordan and we were listening to <laughs> the stories of refugees who had been tortured, I mm-hmm. mean, who had been killed, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff from ISIS in Iran or Iraq or uh, wherever they, they were from. And I can remember uh, my my oldest son, man, he was just sobbing <laughs> and you were, you were sitting over there going, yep, it was bad. <laughs> Has that helped yeah. you or hurt you as a leader? Um, both. Um, it's helped me because I can... I'll call it emotional disconnect. I could emotionally disconnect from the situation and, and try to hear the person first. Um, but it is in some ways hurt because um, I can't fully empath- empathize with them. Um, and again, I'm clear about that and the girls know. <laughs> if I try to back up, that means, you know, I'm trying to process something. But um, so, yeah, it's helped and hurt. And that's, again, one of the things I'm that's been revealed to me, especially in the dorms, because I think I get that more in the dorms than uh, on the volleyball court, but uh, something I'm working on. Well, uh, Thais, thanks for your transparency. This has been... Yeah, Yeah, I I would say I wrote that... Well, I would, and one of the things that I think would be very interesting would be for you and John to come and share your perspective as a... (laughs) As not only... Not so much, right? (laughs) No, it'd be fun. A a couple together, but a mixed-race couple. I I was at your wedding. I was involved in your wedding. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sitting here just having a lot of flashbacks. I think one of the unique perspectives you bring is when someone says, Oh, Coach Little, you don't understand. You can't understand my situation. You don't know how my past, you don't, no one's given me a second chance. All those kinds of excuses mm-hmm. go right out the door with you mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> because, because you've experienced all of those. Mm-hmm. 
And I also think it's a unique perspective. Like for me, I will interact with students here on campus, but then I get to go home to my apartment, okay? <laughs> and I may not see them for another day or two. You don't have that luxury mm-hmm. because you will have in practice at five o'clock, mm-hmm. then you walk right into the dorm and now you are the resident director and you see them again, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a unique challenge. And so I, I commend you on your emphasis on servant leadership yeah. is there you, yeah. you you very much lead by example you you and your whole family do and so and thank you, you what, for, yeah for yeah and scott that. from my perspective it's been so incredible to watch thais you know from a freshman at, at dcc to human being yeah yeah to <laughs> to where you are Oh, I know. Today, it's it's absolutely a joy. Yeah. And uh, tell me, tell me, God isn't in the business of changing lives. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, and it's happened a to joy me, to and be I know here. it's happened to you. Yeah. It's happened to all of us in this room. So, yeah, if you want to learn more about Coach Little, I would encourage you to go to our uh, Dallas Christian College athletic website, dccsports.com. Uh, Coach Little earned the 2020 American Volleyball Coaches Association Diversity Award back last October, uh, which is a, a platform sh- for showcasing leaders that positively impact the sport of volleyball every day. And, and you do that not just with volleyball, but a lot of ways. And you can read more about their Southwest Regional Championship season and their uh, their run into the tournament and, uh, in the NCCAA Division II Volleyball National Tournament last fall. And so check out all of that action on our, uh, on our athletic webpage if you need more information. Interestingly enough, Coach Little can help you with applying at Dallas Christian College. (laughs) And you can check that out at our website, www.dallas.edu, because right now at Dallas Christian College, we believe now is the time to change the world for Christ one student at a time. Thank you for doing that. Thank Thank you for being our guest here today. So thank you, our listener, for joining us. We hope this has been an encouraging and an informative and in some ways an inspiring podcast episode. Take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.